Welcome to the Soul Mama podcast, where we have deep and honest conversations about healing, awakening, spirituality, and wellness on this sacred journey of conscious motherhood. We ask how we can walk this path in a way that nourishes, elevates, and heals us and our children. We deserve space and time to slow down and tune in to our hearts, to heal ourselves, and to honor our highest callings. It starts with us. I'm Nahanda Truscott-Reed. I'm a mother, holistic wellness coach, writer, and speaker, and I am passionate about all of the ways we can raise our consciousness and come into more alignment and power as women and mothers. So we can heal the past and make more empowered choices for the future. Our stories and voices matter. It is my intention that these conversations inspire, motivate, and move you on your own Soul Mama journey. I'm so honored that you're here. I am back with the second part of my conversation with Phoenix Wild. If you haven't already listened to the first one, you might want to go back and do that now. Phoenix has already revealed what living in Hawaii is really like. And reflecting on that episode really got me thinking about this theme of rewilding and who in our society is reserved the privilege to embrace that conversation and that life. I'm just going to leave that there for now because it's a whole next conversation. But in this episode, Phoenix reveals her interest in the Anunnaki, the Bible, and ancient Egypt. She speaks about birth as a portal to your higher self. And we talk about how now is the time to get outside. I have no doubt that these views are not going to be shared by all, but I really hope you can lean in to your curiosity and just see what resonates for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts as always. But in the meantime, just settle in, listen up and enjoy. What, from your perspective, is the new earth? I'm reading a lot of literature right now just about the cleanup of the earth that has been foretold and prophesied for many generations and um, there's going to be a massive cleanup of the earth and naturally the money systems are going to drop. Naturally, the government jobs are going to drop. Naturally, the jobs and occupations like being a teacher and a mother and a healer, these jobs are going to elevate. Everything has to crumble and is crumbling in order for this to, to rise up, this new earth experience. I know that it does seem scary to talk about earth changes and for systems to be crumbling but ultimately this is what we all wanted and the only way to move forward in it is to be grateful happy and really really focused on living in your highest potential because if you're living in your highest potential if you're in the state of mind body health that's like the ultimate then once everything dies off and everything is regrowing, you're going to be regrowing in a whole new energy of abundance, of health, of happiness. That's why it's important for me to share our journey right now to remind people that this is the vibration that we all need to be in. And even me and my family, we're leveling up where we are. But just to be always on this 
high vibration of happiness and health and gratefulness. Mm. And so you mentioned that you've been going deep into particular types of literature. Are there any key texts that have opened up your eyes and and helped you to come to that understanding? I'm interested in um, Egyptian lifestyle. And so I've been, I have like seven books on my desk that I'm reading um, just about how women carried themselves in the um, Egyptian times, you know, like in the old days in that way. And, you know, a lot of the texts that I've gotten, some of them are written by people not of color. And Mm -hmm. so those are even important to know because they try and block out certain things like, well, this is what they use for contraception, but who knows if it really worked. Or this is the clothing that they wore, but that wouldn't be practical now you know right things like that you know and so or or even the color like they'll they'll blatantly lie in these books like yeah the 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 egyptians were of a they were usually lighter skin tone if you saw anybody of darker skin they were usually servants and it's like you know so it's like things like that i'm picking up with that um also between the lines reading between the lines yeah because it's like at first, I was really upset. I was like, I'm return these freaking books. <laughs> these white people trying to destroy this. But it, it's just, it's, it's important to the whole piece. Everything is important. Even the things that we don't want to acknowledge are important. Um, I'm also reading a book um, about the Anunnaki and the things that have been foretold about them and their interactions with the humans and the creation of humans. And I'm really interested in the creation of the creation story at its origin and Eve's story mm. and the true matriarch and, um, you know, the, the, the real focal point that is not that this needs to be a woman ruled world, but the balance that needs to come because it needs to return. It, it needs to return because mm-hmm. it's not about being a feminist. Cause I'm not, I don't believe in that because I actually believe that we need to do a lot of uplifting of our men right now mm. because they and program to behave in this artificial way that's just dumbing them down but ultimately they're our sons you know so we have to uh, encourage them at a, at a certain sense of like nurturing you know and not this like you need to step it up how we do you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's that's not how we would speak to our sons you know it's not fair um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, I read so many, I read so much, um, also reading the Bible in a new way now, mm. discovering new things about that text. Um, cause I was grown, brought up, um, super Christian, non-denominational. So I, I know the Bible, I'm aware mm. of the text. And so all the relearning that I've been doing has just been like, I, I'm getting like this whole other backside view mm. and it's amazing. The Way of the Essenes is also another book. Man, I'm just like... How are you reading so much with three babies? Like, I, I'm i just like, I'm hearing what you're saying. And I'm like, no, but she said she's reading these books with these children. How? <laughs> Listen, at night when they go to sleep, they don't let me get out the bed. If I get out the bed there. But I'm in there. I'm on my Kindle. You know, doing my little social media. You know, doing my browsing. But... Ultimately, when a book is like captivating me, like I can't help but get sucked in. In the times that we're in right now, I feel like wisdom accumulation is like part of that health 
mm-hmm. healthy, health for our bodies things. It's important to not just receive what's being fed, but to go and search and feed yourself. So it sounds like you've gone quite far back to the kind of the different historical narratives and, you know, Egypt being one of the ancients who had a very specific type of spirituality. And then obviously mm-hmm. kind of connecting that to the Bible, but then also referencing the Anunnaki. They're very different paradigms of thought. How do you find your spirituality in the midst of those references? Yeah, so I feel like me being exposed to all of these different knowledges and wisdoms and texts, and it's going to go down the rabbit hole, you know, ultimately, because that's the whole point of it. I feel like Buddha and all of these gurus and Jesus, they were ultimately teachers. And to be a teacher, you have to be learning all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm never in a space where I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't even, I wouldn't even consider myself like spiritual in the sense. I just, I just want to be happy. And I just want to, I just want to live life to the the greatest that I'm supposed to be, the highest level that I, that I am. And to be aware that my higher self is not this um, invisible person that I'll meet when I'm die, but that she's here with me and I have access to her. Usually after I'm exiting the birth portal, I met her mm. three times face to face in that way, mm. you know, you know, that, that moment. Um, as soon as I give birth, there's this glittery, whimsical, magical world that I'm in where I am aware of my higher self which has been here all the time but i feel like i always get to see her and um tap into this crazy crazy power to Mm. push a baby out into this world is um, an experience that can't be explained it can be documented yes we can see it visually but that that ability to push a soul into this realm is like humans can't do that you can't be human to do that you know you can't be just just all the limitations that we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. to do that you know and even for fathers to be there um in that space as well i've seen antoine transform to such heights every time our child is born he goes into this state of like Superman, you know, and it's something he would never have been able to access without those experiences. I love how you describe the the birth portal and that transition. I completely agree. I think you go to another dimension and it's the unknown, it's the shadow, it's coming to the deepest part of ourselves and to the edge of what our perceived limitation is and then it's coming back with the gift of life you know I just remember the second time around with my son I was very aware like oh yeah I'm gonna have to go through birth again okay cool and then when when the birth of Ava actually began 
the tears that just washed over me because I remembered the intensity and I was like, oh Lord, there is nowhere back out, you know, like there's just no, there's no way to not have to go through this. Like I'm just going to have to draw up every single cell of strength that I can access right now to go through this. And I just remember crying and everyone was checking in like, is everything okay? You're in pain? What's going on here? And I was just like, I'm just overwhelmed by the depth that we go to, to come back with our children. And I think it's that experience to me and the way that's then filtered by Western culture, which is quite dismissive and it just makes what is such a miracle, makes it quite normalized in a way that I think doesn't honor women in a way that they come back with their full capacity. So you know that power that you describe that doesn't get nurtured, that doesn't get supported, that doesn't get continued. It's like we access it for that short window and then we're kind of drawn back into, for what many Western women experience as isolation or pressure or um, depletion because we are then expected to just continue as if everything is normal when nothing is normal, right? And so I wondered in perhaps some of the readings of the text that you've been studying or perhaps in some of your own reflections, how you see the role of motherhood in this transition that we're going through collectively? Yeah, I think that social media and the world's eyes are really focused and kind of obsessed with motherhood. And it's, it's unexplainable, honestly. And I feel so much gratitude to have stepped into motherhood during this time because I don't know, like I always had desires to be a mother from young and, you know, went in and out of it during my drinking phases and like, I don't need kids. And And I feel like I really stepped into it during a time. And I would love to say I helped to bring about this love of motherhood and appreciation of it back. But I feel like it's, it's, it has always been the most important job, but I think that it's, it's coming back to being most revered experiences that you can, you can have on this planet. I'm asking people to access that creation power and you cannot access that through any other experience besides motherhood. And that's just what it is. And if you're not a mother and you haven't experienced it, then you don't know. So I hate when people say that to me, like, you know, I'm trying to wait until my own time. And it's like, it's that jumping thing, jumping into the waters. Like, you don't know. You don't know what this access point, just birth alone. And I feel like that's why there's this tug and pull with Western medicine to block that authentic experience of birth because Mm. you do access your higher self. And for those of us lucky enough to continue into a a natural lifestyle into a lifestyle that's supportive of the mother um then you lose it and you're you're chasing it for the entire time your child is alive and it's not something that you should have to chase you should be able to birth and then hold on to that experience and have it forever I hear that. And so do you have any practices or rituals or things that you do to connect with that higher self, that version of yourself to tap into her power? I think that being in nature is something that always helps me get back to that. Um, More specifically for me, jumping into fresh water is like a rebirth. And I would actually love to do that today. 
Um, Cause it's also something that I always resist because fresh water is cold. Right. It's cold. <laughs> but after I birth myself down and up, it's like, oh my God, what was I waiting for? Mm. Why did I resist this magic? You know, and for me, that's my, that's my baptism that I, I just love to experience that as much as I can. That's like my meditation. Cause you know, I, I do find time to read books. Finding time to meditate for me is like, that's a slim chance for me. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> but when I'm under the water and, you know, they're occupied. That's my time to just, to really be and find that, that higher self. And I'm so rejuvenated. Mm. Uh, and I think there's just the element of water and, you know, the femininity that she represents. It's it's the waters of the womb. It's all connected, you know, to that rebirthing as you as you describe it. Um, and often when I work with women, I'm, I'm supporting them, perhaps even at preconception, to reconnect to the elements in ways that are tangible. And so many times for women, water is the element that comes up as the dominant one to engage with. And we talk about, you know, making showers like baptisms, like rebirths, like, you know, rituals of, of cleansing and a renewal. Um, and so to be able to have that in a very natural way on your doorstep. I can only imagine how powerful a medicine that is. Um, and I hope you enjoy your dip when you do get to do it today. Um, but for any mothers who are not yet in abundance of nature, where they may be still in the concrete jungle and they're, they're feeling this pull, they're feeling this desire and they want to know how to start up-leveling and preparing themselves spiritually and their families for this new earth. What would you say to women who are still on that journey right now? Everybody can travel, everybody can get out of their comfort zones. So I think number one, that's important. You know, if you're in the same place, if you're stagnant, you can't know the experience of of lurching forward. And it does something to your DNA when you're put into a new situation and you have to adapt. You know, ultimately, you know, it's either catastrophe is going to hit and you're going to have to adapt or you're just already naturally doing that and you have to adapt. But I think it's important for people who are in the concrete jungles and in cities or wherever you may be that may not be in a tropical paradise, to still leave the city, find that nature. There's rivers, there's streams, there's things around all of us, all over the world. There's always a place to access these, these fresh places. And you just have to remember the cities are put in place to keep you there. They don't want you to leave and go into nature. The cities, they're trying to control you. They're trying to keep you in a a place of submission. So I think I just want to encourage everybody to do that, whether it's the park, whether it's your front yard, get in the nature. You have to. You have to be looking up, paying attention to the signs that are in the skies. The skies are changing. They're, the earth is changing. The sun is changing. All of it is changing. And if you're so focused on staying in the matrix you're not going to see that and the changes that come are going to feel scary they're going to feel out of the blue 
because they're telling you to stay inside for a reason. They tell you to stay inside. The people who have been poisoning you and your children for thousands of years tell you to stay inside. That means you need to get outside right now, you know? And that would be my call to mothers and fathers and families right now, especially. Don't listen to these things that you think you're supposed to be listening to just because everybody's seeming to do it. That's the whole point. Everybody's jumping off of a bridge. You gonna do it? That's the saying still is true right now. I remember it well. Yeah, like it's not a game. Get outside, be outside, be comfortable with being out there. You know, we're gonna have our homes and have the new, we're gonna have new technology, but it's all gonna be about freedom free energy, free food, living on our planet that we created for free. We shouldn't be paying to be here. So getting into that frame of mind, just getting excited about it, you know, and being outside in nature helps to remind you of that. You're inside, you're going to be consumed with everything that's going on. You're not going to be reminded and excited. I wake up every morning literally like, like just jittery, like just knowing that the new earth is coming, like this is... This is what I've dreamt of ever since I was a little girl. Like I always knew this system was strange and weird. And, you know, I always was good at playing the game. Like, it was never a problem. Like, I have a bachelor's degree. I did good in school. I always had a good job. But it was just like, I don't think this is supposed to stick around. You know, it's just not fair to everybody. You know, anything that's not freedom and fairness to all has to go away. So get outside, mamas and papas. That's where, that's where the knowledge is lying. And the only way to access that is to have our feet on Mother Earth. And yeah, be aware. Be aware and be happy. Thank you. Thank you. I feel that. And I feel like a lot of us are coming into that awakening now, you know, more, more now than ever. And just the changes that have happened so rapidly in the short space of time that they have, I feel like people are opening more to different access points of truth and different knowledges and different systems of abundance. And so I will leave us with that thought. Um, if people want to follow the journey, where can they find you? Yes, so I'm on Instagram at P-H-E-O-N-I-X dot wild and the same on YouTube. And I'm actually just starting back on YouTube. You guys can keep up with our journey to Mexico and to Africa this year. It has beautiful, beautiful downloads to drop for you guys. And yeah, let's stay connected. For sure. This is the beginning of the conversations. Um, and I wish you all of the best. It's been beautiful connecting and I hope you have a beautiful day in nature again today. And yeah, looking forward to continuing uh, the connection. Absolutely. And same to you, sis. And thank you for being an inspiration and having this safe space to just chat and accepting me in my wild motherhood today. No, you've been an embodiment of the wild and we love it. So thank you. <laughs> I just love Phoenix's take on the new earth and her vision for the future and although that can be a term that means different things for different people I'm sure you'll agree that we are most certainly in a state of change and most things will not be going back to how they once were. Phoenix's invitation though is one of waking up taking a leap of faith and deeply trusting in nature. 
What was your biggest takeaway? As always, you will find references on everything shared in the show notes on my website. Until next time, stay well, stay safe and stay blessed. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to www.soulmamajourney.com for more resources, including the Soul Mama blog, the show notes to each episode with links and references to everything mentioned, and for more ways to work with me one-to-one. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at soulmamacoach for more personal shares and updates, and you can email me at nahanda at soulmamajourney.com. I so love to hear from you. Share the love with your friends, family, and anyone who would benefit from listening to this. And if you could take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, wherever you've listened to it, that really helps more people to discover it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Stay blessed.